Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk about emotional spending. This has been kind of a hot topic lately, highlighted by the pandemic, where online shopping has become a very common coping mechanism. The pandemic, I think, just breeds a whole list of coping behaviors, but shopping feels like a more common one since everyone's doing it. It's socially acceptable. I mean, we're on screens way more than we ever were, and it makes it just that much easier to do a few simple clicks to go to Amazon and buy literally anything we want whenever we want to. And we're obviously all still deep down dealing with these underlying issues, right, that our lives have been completely changed. Everyone, no matter who you are, has been impacted and struggled in some way over the last two years. So spending when we're kind of in a state of heightened emotions is normal, which is why I want to talk about it today. So what exactly is emotional spending? Uh, Emotional spending, also sometimes referred to as retail therapy or impulse buying, is spending money during a period of intense emotions like stress or sadness. It often results in buying items you don't really need or even want. I think this is a kind of simplistic definition because it goes beyond just stress and sadness, which are the obvious emotions, right? We can often find ourselves spending more when we're experiencing lots of other feelings too, like guilt, for instance. If we make a mistake at work or we don't achieve certain expectations of ourselves, because again, we're human, we might treat ourselves as a way to feel comfort when we're feeling particularly uncomfortable. There's also fear, like if we're nervous or intimidated about something that we have to deal with, like change or growth, which are big ones for a lot of us. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something that's new to us and that can be stressful. I know I found myself scrolling through Amazon before a very uncomfortable conversation that I've had to have because I really don't want to face it. There's also jealousy where you basically shop to keep up with the Joneses, which I've talked about before. Um, You know, maybe we may not feel good about ourselves for a myriad of different reasons. And if someone has something that we like or that we wanted, we might just go buy that pair of shoes so we can fit in and feel better about ourselves temporarily. You can also shop when you're feeling bored or unfulfilled. I do this a lot, Um, you know, walking into Target thinking that all of a sudden my cup is going to be miraculously filled, right? And the emotions don't have to all be negative either. We can also be feeling really good about, you know, say an achievement or something we accomplished or a goal we reached and we want to buy ourselves something as a reward. So we justify it by saying, now is the time to do it. Now I'm going to buy that bag that I've wanted for a while. 
These are a lot of the common emotions that may cause us to overspend, but it's not limited, of course, to just these. I also think we're such complex beings that we can have several different emotions going on at once, which can just heighten the degree to which we use spending as a coping mechanism. I did some research in preparation for this episode, and there's a lot of articles and other podcast episodes out there talking about getting to the root of the underlying issue behind the spending behavior as the solution to emotional spending. And I don't disagree with that. In order to heal any potential or perceived disordered spending habits, we definitely need to get to the root issue that's making someone feel uncomfortable or the need to cope in the first place. What does bother me, though, is that many of these articles also come with rules or tips on how to stop emotional spending, as if it's a very bad thing. These rules can be extremely black and white and potentially be even shame-inducing if we don't follow them. If you Google how to stop emotional spending, you'll find suggestions like sleep on it or the 48-hour rule where you, you know, step away from it for 24 to 48 hours and see how you feel in a couple of days. Um, You look through your bank statements for bad habits. You only spend money on certain days of the week. You get a side hustle to help to, to counteract the spending that you're doing. Uh, reduce your exposure to advertisements, so take yourself off mailing lists, eat before going to the grocery store, etc. There's tons of these. But I don't think the solution is as simple as applying a bunch of self-induced rules. It's the same concept, in my mind, as going on a diet, right? If we're not feeling good about ourselves, maybe we've gained a few pounds because life has been stressful lately. You know, many people think the solution is to go on a diet to fix it. We'll try to control the way we eat and exercise in an attempt to feel better about ourselves. But we all know that when we hold ourselves to strict rules and we restrict certain things that we may actually really like or crave, then it can only last so long before it backfires. Then we eat everything that we didn't allow ourselves to eat before and then some and likely gain back all the weight we might have lost. And feel worse about ourselves in the process because we failed. And now we've also convinced ourselves that there's something wrong with us in addition to gaining weight. I think applying rules to fix our emotional spending habits is a similar concept. If we delete all of our shopping apps, we only spend money on certain days of the week. We don't bring our credit cards with us. And all I'm thinking of right now, by the way, this is a total side note, is, um, in the movie Confessions of a Shopaholic, where Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher is using this hairdryer to unthaw her frozen credit card that she took out of the freezer. She put it in there so she couldn't use it. I just, it's, it's such a cultural, I guess, you know, physical manifestation of what we've built up, right, as a culture. And um, also of note, the song playing in the background during this scene is Rehab by Amy Winehouse, which tells us a little bit about how, as a culture, we view this kind of behavior. Obviously, this is a very extreme example, but all these things are just promoting an internal belief that we can't be trusted around money, which isn't exactly healthy either. I'd go as far as saying that That's way more unhealthy than buying yourself something to cope with a tough day. So this might 
be a little mind-blowing to some of you because it's in such contrast to what our culture tells us, right? Like, that's why that movie exists. I believe emotional spending is completely normal. Humans, and, and women especially, are highly emotional, passionate, energetic, very complex beings. We need to embrace who we are. And instead of thinking of emotions as negative, which again, culture has taught us, we need to think of that, that our emotions as, as a skill set. Spending, in my opinion, is how we experience life. I've always been fascinated by looking at other people's shopping carts, like at the grocery store or Target or wherever you are. It gives you some insight into other people's personalities, values, priorities, and who they are and how they're different from you, right? I don't think having emotions is a problem at all. I do think we need to think about them differently and channel them in a more intentional way, though. And we do this with mindset tweaks, reframing and shifting the language that we use. So I just have a couple of thoughts, things that, you know, things to consider that maybe you haven't before around this. Um, The first is don't think of spending as inherently bad. Spending in and of itself isn't good or bad. It's just spending. It's a behavior. We're the ones that assign energy and emotions to it. We're the ones that make the decision if the spending is good or bad or right or wrong. We can choose differently, which is incredibly empowering. It, it's such a black and white approach, which, you know, you all know how I feel about that, how damaging it is when we, when we think of things as black and white. Maybe instead, you know, we consider shifting the inner dialogue from it's so bad if I buy these shoes to is buying these shoes in, in alignment with my values. And if it's me and I'm buying new running sneakers, yes, it absolutely is even if it's just comfy shoes to wear when I'm running errands. Yep, it definitely is in alignment with my values. The work here is in determining what your values are and knowing right away what is important to you so that you know this becomes more, more second nature. We also need to shift how we think about the concept of buying things that we don't need as bad. When done intentionally, it can be fulfilling and actually a very healthy way of dealing with stressful or uncomfortable situations. It's when we aren't aware of why we're buying something and we do it for reasons that aren't helpful for us, like jealousy or spite, then it can be unhealthy. Also, the I deserve it mindset can be just as dangerous. And I did a whole episode on this, so go check out episode 29 that I put out last July to hear more about why we need to have some more awareness of that kind of thinking. Spending, I think, is a very powerful tool. Money can have a big impact on how we feel and how we view ourselves. Is anyone out there watching Inventing Anna on Netflix these days? If you are, you'll understand this is exactly what I'm talking about. She doesn't even have the money. She just acts like she does. And she got so much fame and admiration for it at certain times. Money gives us opportunities. It can help us buy more of what makes us happy and help us alleviate pressure and stress. But it also is just one tool in our toolbox. So we kind of need to be cognizant of that as well. There's so many other things that could help us depending on what's going on and how we're feeling that day. It's not all or nothing. We just want to consider being mindful and intentional about what we're buying. 
again, all spending is emotional, I think. And I think it's important to embrace the flow of money, the ins and the outs. And this is just more reframing. When we appreciate what we have, even the bills that we have to pay, it helps us to not feel so trapped and stuck in scarcity mode. And I know this can sound a little woo-woo, but even just thinking to yourself when you're paying your water bill, like, this allows me to take long, hot showers and recharge when I need to. That kind of thinking can make a huge difference. Gratitude, I think, also allows us to be more connected with where our dollars are going, which ultimately allows us to spend more in alignment with who we are and the impact that we want to make in the world. Okay. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if any of this resonated for you, please feel free to share it with a friend and consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts so I can reach more people. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.